Hello. I'm Uncle Elliot Campy. It's 1992. The Doomsday Clock is the furthest it has ever been from midnight. It's the safest, most peaceful and contented time planet Earth has known since the invention of atomic weapons. But not everywhere is as safe as everywhere else in the world. Here we are in Hobsick. Population 2001. A secluded village located somewhere just south of the north of the Midlands. Seven miles to the east, a busy dual carriageway barely acknowledges that Hobsick exists, pointing any potential traffic down a sinister, unnamed B road. To the west of the village sags the overgrown pothole remains of 12 miles of another dual carriageway, as good as seven from civilization by a landslide in 1967. Between these two bypasses, shrouded by dense ancient woodland, dismal bogs, embracing moors, throngs Hobsick, a flabby smudge of pebble dash pubs and drafty prefabs, red brick terrace cottages adorned with gaudy window boxes bursting with fresh nettles, a well tended allotment, a filling station with a selection of horror film videos to rent for 40p per take per night two competitive chip shops and a newly refurbished community centre with a reclaimed asbestos roof. People stare at each other from behind neck curtains. Men tractors, prank call one another, attend boiled egg painting classes, start turf wars and enjoy a thriving thrash metal scene. But certain aspects of village life entangled a place in mystery. Historically, the village was established centuries ago on the site of an ancient village of the same name. The surrounding woods aren't safe because they're full of lions. Last estimate, 80 lions. A higher than normal proportion of men have the first name Kieran. Hedges get trimmed at the wrong time of year by ghostly gardeners who shout stab at one another. Cigar-shaped space aliens crafts have been sighted on at least several occasions by local residents closely followed by ashtray-shaped unidentified flying saucers and pursued by scotch-bottle-shaped military jets. Space aliens have even been seen in the Cross Keys trying to pay for large rounds of drinks with pre-decimal currency. But the most persistently challenging mystery of all is Sir Bernard Moore. What is he? For 20 years, he has treated Hobsick as his playground and suffered the consequences. Mangled in a tricycle wreck whilst joyriding in 1973, shot in the head in 1977 whilst stealing buns, thrown off a dam by visiting Texas Rangers in 1980, swallowed whole and evidently regurgitated by Mandy, the village anaconda, September 12th, 1990. Witnesses have seen him drowned, struck by lightning, mauled by pigs, run over by a bin lorry, crushed under a cardboard, washed out to sea, locked in a chest freezer. He has been known to consume buttered stones, a pint of sand, rancid scampi, a massive bee and watch batteries. How do the people of Hobsey cope with this unemployable, misunderstood, drunk gobby zombie. Despite all the tethers and tranquilizer darts, electric fences and curfews, arrests, threats, car chases and court appearances, he has continued to blunder and shapeshift his way into their lives. Did he need sectioning? Did he need counselling? Did he need packing off to a yoga retreat in Chestville to find himself? 
No. It turned out all he needed was a portable tape recorder, a microphone, and a sense of purpose. Now Shaburn of Moor is going to tell us a little bit more about the Shaburn of Moor show. Right, so, so, it's basically for everybody. Everybody's invited, everybody's involved. There's a bit of everything for everybody, from sports and current topics, political trends of thought, to, to cooking and tips on all sorts of things, from animal and potato husbandry, to, to jokes and, and, and interviews too. And I don't know what the isn't. What isn't they? I know exactly what the isn't. There isn't anything for teens. For teens? Teens. There's nothing for teens. I'm not following you. Well, how to make your own ping pong table. How not to, for teenagers. How to, how to set up a trestle for a train set. Oh, you're right. For just darts, tra- tips on clean darts. New drinks are pop that have been made available on the, uh, the newsagent. Counter. Are you sure teens are into that sort of thing these days? I think so. Events, local youth events. Had to play ukulele. I'm not sure that what hey. you got up to as a teen is what teens these days do. Teens, what do you don't, mean? teens don't drink lemonade and play ukulele while trying to work a model railway. I wish they did. Don't they? That's not the way of the world anymore. <laughs> Things have changed. They yeah. have. Things have changed. Oh, what are you saying? These are the topics that we'll discuss. Sometimes it can be highbrow. So will there be something for teens? I don't mean... Well, of course not, because we've actually completed all the episodes and you never brought this up before, did you? What do you mean we've completed episodes? I can't remember how to work. You can't remember much about nothing. Right, well... It's wrong order. It's just rambling now, it's just... Hello, I'm Mrs Disco. I run the Youth Synth Plinth in Hobsick, which is a kind of a club for young people aged 16 to 65 who have a shared interest in electronic music. Join me for a pair of fun episodes of the Sir Bernard Moore Show when he didn't do it because he wasn't here. I'll be playing the new album by Hobsick's very own synth-pop band group, Promiser, featuring music by Carlton Poulton and Noel Meeling and lyrics by Adam Fairbrother, whom I shall also be speaking to in my front room to hear all about the album, which is called Adventures in Love and Space. It'll be stacks of fun, I'm sure. Thank you for listening to me talk. I'm Mrs Disco saying cheerio for now. Right. Thank you, Mrs Disco. Yeah, thanks. Join Sabernib Moore on this incredible journey of a person in a place doing things with other people in the area. This is very good. Well, it's very no good. good. No, it's very good. Those the, the six pints of cider have definitely helped your enunciation and diction. Five pints of cider? Five pints of cider. A few pointers, if I may. I'm not doing it again. 
You, you, you've left. Why didn't you mention that I catch mice? I've told you. Stubber and more catches mice. He's got a line through it. He's crossed out. Well, who's done that? It's not me. I I've can't, not done it. I can't operate a pen with these. Besides, I've not seen you catch a mouse for years. A mouse for years. Well, now mm. you know how important that is. Well, go on then. Tell us how you catch mice. What? Tell us. Go on then. Well, you have, to have patience. You have to. Have you have to have the patience of a cat. Yeah. You also have to sit in the same positions that a cat would sit, i.e. on top of a wall, at a tree stump, mm. in front of bins. What about in, inside a home, inside a property with a, a mouse hole and a skirting well, board? Well, inside, inside a... Very, 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 very easy to spot. Very easy to spot inside a, very easy to spot inside a home because they always have the traditional half-circular hole. Yeah. You have to do gloves. You need good gloves. You I've got these, these, rather now, smart, these rather smart brown leather gloves... Because I, I did, I did start catching mice with bare hands, and that's why I now have to wear gloves all the time. Yeah, least said about the hands. The anyway, gloves. you just wait. You have to wait. You know, pack his cigarettes, or you know, put the Walkman in the air all, but don't blow smoke into the hole because the mouse in his house will become aware, okay. and therefore he will stay, and you'll never catch him, and therefore you'll not get paid. You'll not get paid fifty p a mouse. That's all I ask. Fifty p a mouse. Anyway, the blush when out. You, when did you last catch a mouse? A mouse. What month is it? February. <laughs> last. Last June I had a job. What did you did, do? Did them all in a day? Yeah. I did them all in a day. They blush out, they blush out, you grab them, you grab them, you grab them up. Yeah. And, uh, um, there was, there was, what was that other thing you were going to say? Um, I was going to say... That you've crossed out. Oh, no, I had it. You've crossed it out as much as that because oh, you can't read I it. I had then. it, then I lost it. I lost it oh. like Mojo. Or the Eye of the Tiger. What's that then? Where are you taking me now then? I've done you some dinner. No, no, Chips, on dinner. No. Chips on toast. Chips on toast. Where are you going? You're going too fast. Can I do my impression of a stationary engine? I don't see why not. Go on, do. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you listening at home or in the car, Uncle Elliot Camp is now to do his impression of a stationary engine. For those of you who don't know what a stationary engine is, he'll describe it before he does the... You don't know what a stationary engine is? How can anybody not know what a stationary engine is? Elliot, Who's what, listening to this? Elliot wanted hopefully plenty of people. Red, I thought I saw a mouse. Uh, it's a stationary engine. Uh. Stationary engines are used for... Well, running a water pump, or, oh, really, powering a, a milking parlour. I don't, I don't see why I have to describe it. Everybody knows what a stationary engine is. There are some people who, who aren't, aren't aware, I'm sure, well, are clued up. Yeah, go on, then do the impression, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you listening at home or in the car, Uncle Elliot's impression of a stationary engine. Stationary engine usually runs on petrol or paraffin. I thought you were going to do the impression. I'm doing it. I'm just realising that you you keep saying nobody knows what I'm talking about. You've already done the the, the description. You're doing the impression. Now? Supposedly. Right, well, I'll do it then. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you listening at home or in the car, Uncle Elliot's impression of a stationary engine. Any good? Oh, no, I thought you were having a fit at one stage. You've gone very red and you've, no you've, you've spot all over your glasses. Hey. Anyway, that was very good. Any other, any other any other impressions while Coffee we're here? cake. You can do a coffee cake. A coffee? How's that going to work? 
Well, How am I going to work through a tape recorder? Get ready. You Ladies watching? and gentlemen, for those of you at home or in the car, Uncle Elliot's impression of a coffee cake. Hold on. I've got to sign myself up for this. <laughs> Goodness, that's amazing! The Severna Moore Show, yes. A down-to-earth, heartwarming and feel-good action adventure show with a generous sprinkling of credible, one-dimensional unsavouries and where the good guys always tend to win. The Severna Moore Show is created, written, produced, directed, performed, recorded and edited by Jim and Joseph Deathy. You can listen to and follow the show on Acast, YouTube and Vimeo and can find out more about Sir Bernard Moore and the Deathic Brothers' work at www.temperancepictures.com Ta-da and take care.